Welcome to another installment of Now Hear This Entertainment. I'm Bruce Wozniak, and wherever you have found the show, thanks for listening. This podcast is widely available, so know that there are lots of options out there to listen and subscribe. The website is nhte.net and has lots from all episodes, plus links to social media and podcast listening platforms. Be sure that you have also signed up there for the weekly e-newsletter about the podcast. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from New York City, my guest is a Grammy-nominated songwriter who has just put out a new book called Dreams, Love, and Music Lifestyle Revised, The Soundtrack of My Life, which follows the book she had put out in 2015. Along with the book, she is also releasing an album of songs that correlate to the chapter titles. At the beginning of her career, she signed with Mechadon slash Electra Entertainment Group, and eventually performed on Soul Train and Showtime at the Apollo. She has worked and collaborated with Sean Diddy Combs, among other notable names, including having collaborated on a Mary J. Blige song. In addition to performing, she also does vocal coaching. You've been hearing a song of hers called Driven. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Asia Million. Hi, how are you? Very good, Asia. Thanks for doing this today. Looking forward to the conversation. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. We always start off every week by having the guest talk about the song of theirs that was playing during the intro. So Asia, in your case, share with the audience about Driven. So Driven is chapter two in the new book. And um, the song talks about, it shares a little bit of what I'm talking about in the book, but it's really a high energy song. It's a song that will keep you driven. Uh, whether you're driving and you need music to, you know, stay awake or whether you're just in the bed and you need to get up and start your day or whether you're, you know, working out high energy. It's it's just to inspire you to do whatever you have to do and do it well. Um, it is a female entrepreneur empowerment type of song because, um, uh, you know, lately females have just been coming up and. Uh, we're recognizing our magic and we're recognizing our ability to, you know, be great and not have to just sit around and wait for someone to provide for us. Um, you know, although we would love that and we have so much that we want to give back to our men, we, we do feel like we have a purpose too. Um, you know, so this, this song is just like, it's just a reminder for females to just be great, be amazing. And, um, it's for everyone, but you know, I'm a female and I'm, I've just found out about myself, what, you know, what my purpose is and, and my power. And that gave me this extra energy. And I just wanted to share that with all of the, um, the females out there that don't know, or that might need the reminder. Mm. So it's just like, ah, let's go ladies. Let's get it. Even if your job is a, a stay at home mom or your wife, just do that well. You know, and that's what this song is about. I like it. I like it. And the word that came to my mind as you were starting to describe it was a motivator. And I like that you kind of expanded on your answer because that's basically what you went into is if you need some motivation to excel in whatever it is that you're doing or whatever facet of your life needs a little help with motivation, this song is going to do it for you. Yeah, that's the goal. Definitely. Listeners, if you heard last week's episode, my interview with Las Vegas entertainer Lisa Marie Smith, I was mentioning that there was a new video that you could go watch only two minutes long. 
of me sitting here where I record Now Hear This Entertainment and telling you all about the Patreon for this show. Asia and I are going to record more conversation after I hit the stop button for this podcast episode. And what she and I continue talking about will only be able to be heard through the exclusive audio that I publish every week on Patreon. I've been putting bonus content up on there since last Christmas, and you can access all of those, including what Asia and I will be recording, of course, by going to the show website, nhte.net, and using the orange-colored Support Us on Patreon button. It's only 5 bucks a month, and it shows your support for what I'm doing here every week. Plus, it helps me out with all the expenses I have for keeping the show going for what is now more than six and a half years. Of course, by signing up, you'll also get access to all subsequent bonus audio files that get released each week. You can also go directly to patreon.com slash NHTE instead if you prefer. The exclusive audio, by the way, is ad-free, so I do hope you'll sign up now. Go check out that new video of me, too, on the Now Hear This Entertainment page on Patreon. Asia, congratulations on the new book that just came out last month, as I mentioned in the intro. It's called Dreams, Love, and Music Lifestyle Revised, The Soundtrack of My Life. And listeners, you know I'm always encouraging you to start your Amazon shopping through the tall Amazon banner on my show website, nhte.net. In fact, October 13th and 14th are Amazon Prime Days, so I really hope that you'll remember to go to their shopping app or their website through my banner on those days. But the point here is that Asia's book, of course, can be ordered through Amazon, not to mention barnesandnoble.com too. So Asia, go ahead and share with the audience about your book. So the book, I'm sharing my experience as a songwriter, as a vocal coach, um, turned life coach, because in a lot of my vocal coaching sessions, I am I'm working with aspiring artists who, you know, don't really understand how to balance their love lives and their careers, their relationships. So I decided to write this book because I, you know, I realized how many artists that, you know, are struggling with how to balance. Um, how do you balance, you know, when you're in a relationship, how do you balance um, trying to really live your purpose and be the amazing person you were born to be as opposed to being in a relationship with someone who needs your attention and needs you there for them. Mm. Um, and it, it gets really complex because artists, we want to be great women to our partners. And then we also want to, you know, be great people to ourselves and serve ourselves and serve our purposes. So, you know, one conversation to the next, um, I just realized a lot of, um, a lot of artists just kind of like need that conversation and needed that assistance. So I became certified as a life coach so that I could, yeah, because a lot of our sessions, instead of singing, you know, they would call and say, Hey, you know, I don't even feel like singing today. I'm just going through, through, through a lot. Can we just use this session as a vent session? Mm. Um, so that happens a lot. And, um, and I wanted to share that because there are so many artists who feel lonely or who feel like they can't really share, you know, their stories or they don't really know what to do. Uh, I'm pretty sure, you know, men have, men have their thing that they go through, but I can honestly say that as women, we feel objectified a lot when we want to, and this is in any industry, of course, but Mm -hmm. because I'm speaking from a music industry perspective, Mm -hmm. we feel objectified a lot of the time when we, you know, when we want to get 
elevated to the next level or you know we want to you know a lot of artists want to become famous they want to be these celebrities and they're dealing with producers who you know they kind of feel pressured to have sex with in order to get put mm. to that next wow. level so it's like how do you how do you deal with that because a lot of the times people just see the glitz and the glamour aspect of it you see the videos you see the magazines you see the the the, the, the amazing photos on yeah. instagram but yeah. what happen in order for them you know to get there so you know a lot of people you know lose themselves in that process and they need that type of support so i decided to write the book share stories and um you know give advice from my perspective well on behalf of the music community let me thank you because that's important work that you've done and I think that there needs to be more lessons like that out there. And I'm going to try to remember all the follow-up questions because you really just shared a lot of great information there. So one is, there's kind of a teaching moment in there that I love that you mentioned occasions when an artist will say, I'm not feeling it today. Mm -hmm. And myself, I would say right off the bat, don't cancel. Mm -hmm. Don't call the studio. Don't call your vocal coach. Don't call your producer. Don't call whoever and say, I'm not feeling it today. I'm going to cancel. But Asia, I love that you're saying, I agree with you, Bruce, but take it one step further and say, not so much I need a vent session, but I need somebody who I can work with, like Asia Million, who is going to hear me and help me, and not just, I need to get all this stuff off my chest, I might just be there 10 minutes, and then I'm going to leave. Yeah, and that's, that's uh, you know, that that's why I felt like there was a lane for me to, to jump in there because it, it happens a lot of the times. I mean, I've dealt with people who I wasn't feeling it, but I got that pressure. Like, listen, you got to do this. It doesn't matter how you feel, just go. And, you know, for a long time I became a robot because I felt like that's what I had to do. Just like put aside my feelings to the point where I almost get numb and I feel like I don't have any, but at the end of the day I do and I am human and I had to learn over time that it's okay to have feelings. So I try to be that person to help others because I know how I was made to feel, you know, and, you know, and I'm not saying anybody's wrong. I'm not saying, you know, there's a right and there's a wrong way to deal with it, but I'm saying for me, it didn't work with what I needed, you know? So I said, okay, so let me see how I can become that person to help that the next yeah. person yeah. that, feels like I'm not feeling it today. And instead of that pressure, you know, which I'm sure that I may have done that unknowingly at some points, like, come on, let's go, let's keep going, you know? Mm -hmm. But once I I got to the point that I, that I realized that, you know, that person really needs help, you know, sometimes, sometimes people need the push, but sometimes people actually need to know it's okay to just stop and breathe and, and talk and share what's on your mind. That's right. And of course, you will find out in the music industry that you will be told, which is accurate, you will be told, well, you don't want those emotions to bleed through onto the recording because it will. However, what I'm saying is it can snowball. So mm. cut it off at the pass and say, okay, let me go there and let me work with somebody like Asia who is here to help and to say, instead of a wasted session, mm -hmm. because the reason I said before not to cancel is because then you make it too easy on yourself to cancel the next time and the third time right. and the fourth time. Mm -hmm. But when you can go to someone like Asia who can say, okay, let's have a session anyways, you never know. We might end up recording after all because I think I'm going to make you feel better. But I think it's important to pursue that. The other thing I wanted to follow up on is you made a really excellent point 
when you said about recognizing that your partner is very much a part of this also because you might be an artist who is just killing themselves because you're telling your boyfriend or your girlfriend, your husband or your wife, listen, you know what a cutthroat business this is. You know that I have to be quote unquote married to my career. You know that anything in our relationship is fair game for me to write about in a song. And it's like, whoa, 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 that that all needs to be discussed. You don't tell me those are the rules. We have to have a discussion in Asia. I love that it sounds like you're saying those are the kind of things that your book talks about. Yes, absolutely. So writing songs is very different from writing a book, but does doing one help the other? Are there any similarities that you've seen between the two different types of writing? Well, yeah. In writing the book, it, it's a it's more of an open page. Oh, it's more of an open book. <laughs> Go figure, right? It's more <laughs> of an open book in a sense of you don't really need a melody and you don't really need structure or a formula. Mm. I mean, you do have chapters, but in writing a book, you can just write whatever you want to write. You can just write, 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 no limits. There's even a joke that was said to me, uh, write drunk, but just edit sober, right? <laughs> <laughs> so when you're writing a book, you can just keep going. And I think coming back to edit it is when you kind of give it more of a, you know, of an order. Um, what chapter and, and things like that. When you're writing a song, you know, you're fitting how you feel into three minutes as opposed to a book where you have, you know, months and months and months, sometimes years of writing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to ask you who should read your book and why, but I feel like you answered it in the sense that it could be for artists as well as for their, as I was saying before, their girlfriends, their boyfriends, their husbands, their wives. But it almost sounds to me like someone who's just a real music fan that just really enjoys the entertainment business Mm -hmm. would also benefit from it, even if it was quote-unquote only entertainment purposes of reading your book too. Right. That, That is correct. That is definitely correct because I wrote it, in a way in which the reader would feel like they're watching a movie Mm. only because I don't want it to, I don't want anyone to feel like, okay, well, I'm not in the music industry. I can't really relate because the truth of the matter is, is that although we are in the music industry, we're talking about relationships here. We're talking about love. We're talking about sex. We're talking about how to balance um, purpose. So it is bigger than just music. It is bigger than just the music industry. I mean, music is universal. So even in even outside of the music industry, you're looking at how powerful music is. Um, you know, music is used in commercials. Music is used to teach. Music is used. Um, I mean, it for everything. So if you hear music, if you like music, if you create music, this book is for you. Also, if you have sex, this book is for you because I have. You know, there's three different. Compartments. You have dreams, which falls under purpose. You have um, love, which falls under sex, relationships, even self-love. And then you have the music. Okay, but help me construct a bridge between 
what you just described and the fact mm-hmm. that you talked at the beginning of the show about the song Driven, which is very much an empowerment song. So it's almost like saying, what is chapter two about? Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe maybe it would be helpful for the listeners if you are comfortable, by the way, sharing maybe one personal story that is in the book so they can understand. Because obviously this comes from your own life experiences. Mm-hmm. So sure. maybe, maybe that would be a good example to share is... Well, why did she just say everything she did, yet the the Driven chapter is about mm-hmm. empowerment? Right. So Driven, in the song, again, is chapter two, right? In chapter two, I share an experience of mine when I was driving home from the studio. It was about four o'clock in the morning, and I'm driving home from the studio. It was an all-day session, and I was super-duper tired, and it was just challenging for me to stay awake. And, you know... I couldn't, you know, I had to turn the music up. So that is what helped me get, you know, that's what helped me stay up on the highway, right? Mm -hmm. But then as soon as I get off the highway, you know, I get stopped at a light. And now I'm about three minutes away from home, but I found myself falling asleep. And in that process, I'm like, okay, I'm falling asleep. If I sit at this light any longer, I'm going to fall asleep and possibly crash. So I had to now... You know, I know how to follow the traffic rules, but at this point now I have to figure out what's going to work for me as an individual. Mm. My intuition says if I sit here, I may crash and this may be even more dangerous. So I had to take it upon myself, look both ways and say, why am I sitting at a red light waiting for traffic that's not even coming? No yeah, cars at, are coming. So it's at four o'clock safe. in the morning. <laughs> yeah. At this point, it's safer for me to run the light than to sit here. Wow. So, um... That's how I start off chapter two, driven. Um, And I had to figure out, like, once we know what gives us drive, we will also know what can cause us to crash. Mm. So I compared that to how life works. Um, And this is how you find your purpose. This is how you understand what works for you. Because sometimes us as, as human beings, we're conditioned to follow all of these rules, whether it's religion, whether it's from your, you know, your church, your, your, your school, your home, your, your race, your culture. There are all these rules and we're following them. But, but sometimes that kind of like hides who you really are and who and how you really feel. And sometimes, you know, our responsibility to God and to ourselves is to peel off all of these conditions that we are learnt learned behavior and that we're taught and say, what do I feel inside? Like, who do you become when you listen to your intuition? And, you know, sometimes when we don't follow that, when we don't follow our dreams, we become resentful. Mm. We become resentful because it's like, it can be depressing when, when your mind, when you're taught to follow rules, so your, your your heart is going one way, but your mind is going another way and your body's not in alignment because it's like, okay, my mom always says to do this. My mom says to do this, but I really feel like I need to go that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so at what point do you become into yourself and say, hey, mom, I love you, mom. And I'm going through this with my son now too. And I have, mm-hmm. I have to let, I love you, mom. Thank you for everything that you did, but this is how I feel and this is where I'm going to go. And then I have wow. to learn how to respect that. So wow. driven is really about um, finding 
what gives you as an individual drive and what do you feel and how do you tune out the noises of the world to feel what you're feeling and also you know you can jump into a nice car and drive fast and all of that but where are you going where are you going what's the mm-hmm. destiny you know what's your what, you know you're driving fast with the loud music and you're looking amazing but are you paying attention to all of these distractions on the side? Are you are you focused on you know the How do you drive? Do you look at everybody you're passing by? Because that can cause you to crash. That can cause you yeah. to lose focus. Yeah. You know, so that whole chapter is really just painting out a picture of how do you see you know how do you see life? You know who 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 are you? What's your role here? Because you're you're here. Fantastic. You know? That's that's very powerful stuff. That's very powerful and. And a great description, a great tease, a great insight, and really kind of opens up what this book is all about. So listeners, obviously, I encourage you to make sure that you look for Asia's book. I mentioned in the intro about the book that you're going to be releasing of songs that correlate to the chapter titles. We're referring here to Driven and Chapter 2, but the bigger picture, the whole project, how many songs are there? I wonder, has all the recording already been done? When will the album be out? Those types of things. Yes. So, so far, there are three songs that were done. I want to do a total of 11 songs. It'll, you know, the, the book has 10 chapters, but then there's one for just the theme song, the theme song of Dreams, Love, and Music. So there's going to be 10 songs for the book altogether. But only three songs were done, and I am, you know... At first, my plan was to do a song a month for each chapter. Oh. Um, but then I started collaborating with producers and artists. And, you know, a lot of artists want to come on board. So, I, you know, I, I actually, instead of calling it an album, I want it to be a soundtrack or more so like a compilation album mm. where, you know, I work with a lot of the hottest producers and a lot of the great um, artists who are currently out, signed and unsigned. So I'm looking at 2021 for the release. Okay. Um, but I am had to be, you know, I definitely had to be flexible. I'm not going to put a song out a month. I am going to actually just take my time and and do what makes sense when it comes down to collaborating with others because I want it to be real. Like I want it to be well thought out and I want it to be authentic and I want the collaborations to be authentic. I don't want anyone to feel rushed. I don't want to rush it. The book is out. Um, the three songs are out. I may continue to put out, you know, a song like I have driven is going to be released on, um, October 20th. Um, I do have other songs that I could put out, but because I'm meeting so many new people and, you know, talking about, collaborations with you know some really great major producers I am I have to stay open-minded and I have to stay flexible to what changes because the world changes you know what I mean things change rapidly and I'm open to when things change too um so yeah so I mean I, I could say I'm not sure if I'm gonna do a chapter a month now what I can say is it looks like it's heading toward the direction of just um starting to work on the soundtrack and just um putting everything out all together putting the rest of the songs out 
in 2021. Yeah, I like that. It makes sense because if you rushed it just to say, I needed to have it done in time to coincide with the release of the book, well, then obviously something was sacrificed. And Mm -hmm. if you're only doing it for the sake of dropping it at the same time as the book release, then like you said, did you pass up some potential collaborations? Are you going to find out that there were some missed opportunities? So instead, it's almost a case of, hey, give people some time to purchase and read and digest this book before all of a sudden you overwhelm them with, here's the accompanying soundtrack that goes with it. And, you know, someone's going to discover this book in January. Someone's going to discover this book in April. Some people are going to buy it right now. But if there's something new to look forward to, it's almost kind of like, okay, now that you've read the book, guess what? There's going to be more. Now there's going to be songs that help you retain those messages that you got from the book. So I'm I'm supporting you, Asia. I, I love that approach. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. So talking about those collaborations, though, I wonder the three songs that are already finished. I'm talking about just the, the songwriting itself. Are you writing the songs yourself being that? Because the initial thinking would be, well, Bruce, if she wrote the book, why wouldn't she write the songs herself? So are you talking about songwriting by yourself, but maybe collaborating with producers or with other musicians? Or what does that look like? And that's a good question, because at first it was just me writing the songs by myself. But when I do collaborate with other artists who have similar stories, um, because, again, they're artists as well, and they've. They've, they're in relationships, and I actually feel like in the in the songs, I would probably write like you know the hook or the bridge or just write my part. And mm. but I do want artists to share their stories because the crazy part is in in my book, I am sharing stories of me in sessions with other artists. Okay. So it's not only my story per se, but I'm sharing my experiences with other artists who are telling me their stories. I see. I see. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Wow. I'm joined today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from New York by songwriter, performer, vocal coach, and author Asia Million. Visit her official website at asiamillion.com, and that's Asia like the continent, but then with an H at the end. I will have a link to her website on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. Asia, of course, is on social media. Engage with her on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Asia's new book, Dreams, Love, and Music, Lifestyle Revised, The Soundtrack of My Life, is available to purchase now. Plus, keep up with her online so that when the music that you're hearing her talk about gets released, which correlates to the chapter titles in the book, you can download those as well. Remember that Asia and I will have more conversation and exclusive bonus content that will only be available through the Patreon for this show, which you can gain access to for only $5 a month. As I mentioned before, there is a new video up there that I just posted of me sitting here at my recording rig talking to you about supporting me and this show through that platform. Just go to patreon.com slash NHTE or from my show website, which is NHTE.net. Use the orange-colored Support Us on Patreon button. And again, when it comes to ordering Asia's book and or as it relates to Amazon Prime Days on both October 13th and 14th, always remember that any time at all that you're making any kind of purchase whatsoever through Amazon, you can help me and my show without it costing you anything extra. On my show website, nhte.net, scroll down to the tall Amazon banner and use that to either open their shopping app if you're on your phone or to open their website if you're on your computer. 
Either way, at the end of the transaction, they will calculate a small percentage of the sale that will get sent back to me. And like I said, it's at no extra cost to you at all, and it's all anonymous. So I don't know who bought through that or what you bought. So if you don't like the idea of taking $5 out of your pocket every month to give to me for Patreon, just do your Amazon shopping through my Amazon banner, and that will be your way of contributing to my show without it costing you anything directly. Asia, as I mentioned that you are also a vocal coach, for the benefit of anyone in the audience that is a singer, share with us what you see is the most common thing that you see singers are doing that needs to be corrected, and I guess, you know, what the solution is other than work with a vocal coach. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the most common thing is incorrect breathing. Mm. So I always say, like, I use, like, a car, a Lamborghini. You can... Um, have a nice car but if it's not if you know if you have no gas it'll be stuck same thing with your voice if you have a, you can have the most beautiful voice but if you don't breathe properly and you run out of breath you're going to sound like you know you can't sing or you you know people are not going to understand what's happening so you know you got to fill up your lungs with air before you sing the same way you would fill up a car with gas before you drive I like that. um and it's easy to say, but the practice, you know, it, it's about practicing because your larynx, your voice box is a muscle. So the same way you have to go to the gym and develop any type of muscle, you have to have a series of, of, um, of sessions because you, the key is to develop that muscle, your voice box, that, that muscle in order to push the note out especially when you're a dancer and you're you're traveling and you're on stage and you're doing more than one song at a time. Mm. So yeah, that's the biggest thing. Um, That's the biggest thing. I have rappers that come to me for vocal training as well, not Mm. for the voice, but just to understand where and when and how to breathe. Wow. Wow. Well, as long as we're having you give out advice back in the intro, I mentioned that at the beginning of your career, you signed with Mecca Don slash Electra Entertainment Group, and you eventually performed on Soul Train and Showtime at the Apollo. Even though more and more artists are going the indie route nowadays, there are still a lot of folks hearing something like that and saying, oh, if someone could just recognize my talent and sign me, that's what I need. Mm-hmm. So since I'm thinking that present day, you, you're probably running everything yourself. What is your advice, Asia, to anyone out there pining away for wanting to get signed the way that you were? You know, that's a good, a funny question. Not, you know, not a funny question, but it's a, it's a good question, but it's weird because what I did back then would be totally different from now. Yeah. Um, but the answer to that question right now with what we have going on is, you have to be more hands-on and you have to kind of like do your own thing now more than before. Whereas before we just did the demo and then we shopped it and they gave us the deal and they did everything for us. Like as far as like promotion and this and that now artists would have to actually do their thing. And once the industry sees that they're doing their thing, then they'll meet them halfway. Mm. So, you know, you have to polish yourself. You have to stay the, you know, you have to develop yourself. Whereas before you get a deal and then they'll send you to artist development. Um, So now you have to be more self-sufficient and you have to, you know, create your music. You got to really do that on your own. You know, you have to, you have to figure out what produces work for you. What song you're going to write your own songs. You actually even may have to put your songs out on your own and gain your own followers and, 
and do these things on your own. And once they see that you're doing the things that they once paid for, if you're investing in yourself and paying for it on your own, then they'll feel more comfortable to jump in and say, okay, they, they did the first part. Let's, let's jump in and do it. Yeah. I like it. I like it because if you're just sitting at home waiting to be discovered, well, number one, how is anyone going to discover you? Because number two, you need to at least Put your music on YouTube, put your music on SoundCloud, put yourself in a position where people can, but those are basics. Those are things you already should be doing. That should be, you should be hearing me say that right now and say, duh, Bruce, and that's good. You should be saying that because as Asia is explaining, you got to get the ball rolling first. You're not going to become an overnight success just sitting in your house, hoping that Dorothy's going to click her heels three times and all of a sudden you're magically going to get discovered. So that's, that's really good advice. And you're right. The, Eventually, the the people that are putting in the time and are making the connections and are doing the groundwork, they will make the right contacts, but it mm-hmm. doesn't happen overnight. Right. So all that being said, though, how fun was it to perform on Soul Train and Showtime at the Apollo? Like, what kind of memories do you have from that time? Oh, my goodness. Those <laughs> were, like, some of the best days, man. I mean... To come from where I come from, where big dreams just don't happen every day. Like you said, they don't come knocking at your door. So to be discovered and come from, you know, Queens, New York, little old me, and I get discovered and I'm flown to California to be on Soul Train. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. It was literally, it was a dream come true. And it was also, you know, it was, that was my school. Because I got a record deal a year after I graduated from high school. Mm. Because throughout that whole time, we were working on our, our demo. So for me, I I, I tell people, as, as much as it was a dream come true, it was also school for me. That was my way of learning. And that was my way of understanding how life works um, outside, of, outside of school, outside of being educated. I've had the opportunity to experience, experience um, that dreams do come true. And that there, and that you do have a purpose, and that you can learn so much. And I'm not negating, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying don't go to school. School is amazing, and educating yourself is amazing. Um, but I do want to say, like, for me, again, I, I was one of those kids that I, I just had this feeling inside of me. I felt it. You know, my, my mom wanted me to go to college, and I said, okay, maybe I'll go back. But right now, I feel something. You know, I want to do my music and. You know, nobody really understood, but I did. It was something that I felt, and it was me listening to my um, my intuition, and I took a risk. But once that happened, it was like, wow, I know there's a God. Many people may not believe in God, or many people may not believe in purpose, and they might not believe in dreams, and they not they might not believe in you know a higher power, and they're just running around, you know, going with the flow and doing whatever. I get it. I probably was that but I still took a risk and felt I felt this thing and I said I feel it so big that I want to actually honor it and mm. I'm going to go ahead and take this risk and once things started happening for me that was my confirmation I was like okay wow nobody can tell me there's no God <laughs> you know I, you know, I, I lived it you know what I mean so, beautiful 
Yeah. Amen. Well, I latched on to when you said I was discovered and the next thing you know, they're flying me out to Los Angeles. I have other questions here, so I'm going to file that one away and I'm going to ask you to talk more about that when we do the Patreon. Okay. Because that sounds like an interesting story. But I want to fast forward to present day. You recently had a post on Instagram where you were talking about an organization that you recently became a part of. Can you share with the audience what is Be a Highway Woman? Oh, yes. So Be a Highway Woman I became a part of that organization through um, Jill and um, Publicity Nation. And what that is, is, and I thought it was just so amazing. It's a whole, you know, it's a whole bunch of women that come, that come together and um, support each other. Women empowerment, mostly for, for music, for, for women in the music industry, women in music. Because again, women, you know, we go through a lot. Trust me, I know men go through a lot too. But we, but we have our different things. But as women, it's just like, we we go through a lot. You know, we go through a lot and people look at us, you know, they look at our our assets and, you know, you know they look at the breasts and they look at the, the vaginas and sometimes that's all they see. And we're like, but we have a brain, we have talent, we have these things. We talk, uh, you know, I, I want to have a conversation with you and I want you to look me in my eye and I want you to understand what I'm saying. But often people can't even hear us and see us because they only see what they see or what they see women as. And it's just like, sometimes it's so hurtful. Mm. It's so hurtful. And so when women come together and support each other and, and we push each other and we can see who, you know, we can see each other for who we are and we can give each other that push. It is so, it's so amazing. So be a highway woman is just about, you know, being that woman that's going to just, again, be driven, <laughs> be driven to, to, to be who we were created to be and, and support each other in that. Yeah, you're laughing, but I'm agreeing with you because as you were saying all that, I thought, well, this to me sounds like a natural extension of what she said her book already is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's why I thought like, I was like, this is perfect because I wrote the book and had driven before when she told me be a highway woman, I was like, wow, my, my chapter, chapter two starts off with me driving on the highway. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. But you did it. You did also mention earlier, you know, about the stories that you do hear out there, you know, of if you sleep with me, then I'll become your producer or I'll sign you to this record label or I'll whatever. And I'm not saying it never happens, but when do you ever hear of a guy saying that a girl said to him you know, if you sleep with me, I'll give you this record deal or this whatever. So I get it when you're saying that women do have pressures just like men do in the music business. However, there's the one that I'm talking about where you go, yeah, that's probably happening to females way more than it's happening to males. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, can I, can I share something with you? Please. I also talk about in my book where something like that happened to a guy. Mm. Um, I had a male artist that I was doing vocal coaching for and he is a celebrity well-known celebrity so I you know I won't say any names but mm -hmm. in our session the way that he was talking to a female over the phone it felt a little aggressive and you know I could tell that just something was off so anyway we had the conversation when he got off the phone we had the conversation and I asked him if that was his, was his girlfriend and he said no but you know whatever she she thinks she is but she's one of them and you know, I had the conversation and, and it was open and honest and we weren't judging each other because I do understand that we are all like, you know, you know, we're all lost. Sometimes we just don't know. Sometimes certain things happen to us that make us become, you know, the way that we are. So yeah. long story short, 
in our conversation, he told me, you know, that he, you know, he was actually boasting and bragging and he thought that he was saying something amazing when he said, listen, I've been having sex for a long time. I was having sex from when I was 13. I'm saying, and I said, really, mm. you know, and he said he had sex with his babysitter. Oh God. And I said, wow. Okay. So if she was your babysitter, was she a baby or, or was she really old? So I asked her, how, how old was she? He said she was 22. Mm. I said, okay, so you do realize that you were molested, right? And he looked at me and he didn't really agree. He thought it was a good thing that he was so young and he had sex with an older woman. I said, yeah, but if you're 13 and you're 22, she should have known better than to do that with you, you know? Um, and the reason being, so I said to him, I said, well, what happened after that? Are you guys still friends? And what's the relationship now? And he said, you know, after that, she had, she left, she had to go away to college. So he hadn't really seen her after that. Mm. So, I said to him, the way that you're treating women now, you're, you're, you're treating women how you were once treated. Cause that's abandonment. You know, she had sex with you, but then she had to leave. And now you're left there with what happened, but you don't understand the value of sex and having sex with someone that you actually love. So you're, you're, whole, you're telling this woman that she's your girlfriend because you don't want her to leave you. Cause you know, a woman is going to leave if you can't really guarantee a relationship or wow. whatever like that. So wow. you're actually, you know, what happened to you when you were younger is affecting you now. And, and you're having sex with all these different women and you're spreading it like an STD. Cause now it's now a sexual transmitted demon. So it happens to men too, you know, but what happened to this woman? What made this woman feel like she should be having sex with a 13 year old and not look for, you know, yeah her significant other. Yeah. So, wow. you know, that was just, it was just weird because he, you know, again, men, the difference between women and men are like, men are led to believe by their brothers and by their boys and by, you know, by their, by their peers that having sex with all these different women and older women and all of that make them a man. Yeah. So they get pat on the back for it. Wow. But what's happening is, is that you're actually, when you do that to these women, you're actually creating a bitter person in that woman. And now she's taking it and she's spreading it and she's upset and she goes and does that to somebody else. And that's how we're contributing to all of this hatred mm. in the world. Everybody's boy, oh boy. so bitter. Yeah. And it's a real snowball effect because you can see how it affects this person. So then that affected person goes and affects another person and so on and so on. So <laughs> exactly. Those are, exactly. those are really important lessons and it's something to, to be aware of. And, and it's again, not to keep repeating myself, but it's good work that you're doing in, in spreading that message through your book, through interviews like this. And so it's a, an important lesson that needs to be spread throughout the music community. Listeners, you know I'm always looking for any excuse to go to Las Vegas, and you know that I'm always reading the Access Vegas newsletter, and I encourage you to do the same. I read it every time it comes in my email inbox, and it's not just in your email. There's a link that you click to go online and read their newsletter, and they have tons and tons and tons of content. You heard the last two weeks there were entertainers on this show from Las Vegas, and I was saying on one of those interviews that that's not who you go to for expert advice on maximizing a visit to Las Vegas. You read a publication like Access Vegas where they give you insider information, they give you tips, they tell you about deals, they tell you about discounts, they don't make you use coupons or anything like that, but you get the most out of your visit there 
And it's all by signing up for their newsletter. Go to my show website, nhte.net, click on the Access Vegas logo, and during sign-up, put in the code BRUCE to get $5 off. And then you get access to all the content that I'm describing. You get access to their special reports. You get access to their private Facebook group. And you'll be so, so well-informed about this city that is always changing. There's always so many things going out in Las Vegas that that's the way that you can keep up with all the changes for the next time that you go visit there. So again, go to nhte.net, click on the Access Vegas logo, and put in the code BRUCE to get $5 off during sign-up. Though I can't have a guest on the show who has worked and collaborated with Diddy, not to mention collaborated on a Mary J. Blige song and not ask about those experiences. <laughs> Asia, how did those opportunities come to be? And by the way, was there anything singular or plural that you learned in working with either one of those artists? Oh, absolutely. I learned so much. Hmm. Um, okay, so, all right, funny thing. I, I was signed with a management company and um, that manager had me working out of daddy's house, which is Diddy's studio. So I was working out of daddy's house and I was working with a, a lot of different creatives, a lot of different producers and a lot of different um, writers and artists that Diddy had signed. So I didn't really work with Diddy. I work, he would come out and he would listen to what we did and say, okay, cool. I like that. Change this. I don't like that. Da da da. So, and then go back. Um, and then we would just have to come in and change it. So yeah, I was working with his artist and, you know, doing a lot of background, um, background work, you know, writing with different producers and stuff like that. So we, we were creative, but outside of that, you know, I had a friend who, which was Brucey, Mary, Mary's brother. He was working in a studio and he wanted me to come to that studio. And I, you know, I, I couldn't make it a lot of the times because I was signed and my assigned, I was signed, you know, to a management. So I had to be at daddy's house. Uh. And what I did was I introduced one of my writing buddies, you know, one of, you know, someone that I went to high school with, we wanted to be, you know, be in a group together, but for whatever reason, she didn't make it into the group, but she was in a relationship. She was one of those females that was stuck in a relationship and she chose her <laughs> relationship, right? So later on, but we still stayed in, in touch. We were friends and she came around and she wanted to write. So what I then did was I introduced her to Brucey, who was Mary J. Blige's brother. And she was in the studio with them a lot. I said, listen, when you're, you, you go over there and you make these connections over here and I'll stay over here and I'll do this. And, you know, I'll, I'll invite you over here to some sessions and let me know when, you know, when mm. they, they need me over there. So mm -hmm. what happened was you know, one day I was literally at daddy's house and I got the phone call from her and she said, Hey, listen, Brucey's in the studio and Dr. Dre just sent over some tracks for Mary's album and mm. he's there by himself and he needs some help writing. Wow. I said, okay, I'm on my way. Wow. You know, I lived in Queens at the time. So I was in the city, I think on 40 something street, 40th. And then the other studio was probably like five, six blocks away. Wow. So, yeah. So I went from that studio over to the other studio, which was daddy's house over to the hit factory. That's what it was. It was the hit factory. Right. So we recorded the demo. We wrote together and we recorded at the hit factory in the city. And, you know, Brucey was just telling us, hey, 
my sister is the, the theme of the song is no more the theme of the album is no more drama she's happy she's in a good relationship she you know she's just she doesn't want to talk about any more sad songs she wants a fun song um and what happened was we thought we were doing the remix because the album was already done so we were going to do a remix for a song called dance for me mm. long story short i got a phone call the next day from her manager he loved the song that's when he said that's when he told us to meet him at the quad studio, which was in the city again. Okay. Went to the quad. She recorded the song. The record company loved it so much that they actually bumped the song that it was supposed to be a remix wow. for and made that the single. Wow. Oh so it was, it was an, again, another dream come true. You know, just another, it was just like, okay, God, I, I know you exist. I'm going to, I believe you. I'm going to keep going. You know what I mean? But, you know, it's also testimony to what you said earlier, you know, which is that you have to do the work. You can't just wait for something to magically happen. And it also shows the power of connections because here was you and your friend who had wanted to be in a band together, but instead you were each kind of doing your separate thing, yet you were staying in touch with each other. Right. So you're over at one place, she's over at the other. Let's make sure we have each other's backs. Lo and behold, because of your body of work, hey, I know who we should call. Boom, Asia comes over and look at what happens. So terrific. Correct. Terrific. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. And you know, I know what's funny, just to add on really quickly, my friend, she sings, but she wasn't the strongest singer. So what we did was she was very, she was a, a, um, a recording engineer. So she went to um, recording, she went to IAR for her to become a recording engineer. Ah. And what we did together as a team was we would write together and then she would record me and then I would sing. So yeah, in that session, because she knew, you know, she wasn't really that strong as a singer with the backgrounds and everything like that. She was like, now it's time for us to do our teamwork. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. So that teamwork definitely really, it was really, really a big deal. Outstanding. Mm -hmm. Outstanding. We're going to close today with another original song from Asia, one called Her Story. Asia, before you and I record more conversation for release exclusively through Patreon, share with the listeners all about this song, please. So Her Story is chapter one in the book. And this is... Uh, Hmm, this is me talking to an artist in the studio and it becomes a vent session because she's telling me about her relationship and she starts breaking down and she starts crying and huh, she goes from, you know, one relationship to where she felt like she was being destroyed and held back and pulled away from her dreams to a totally different relationship that gave her life. Hmm. Um, and that's, that's what her story is about, okay. you know. Okay. Yeah. Well, listeners, I promise I will not talk over this one, so you will be able to hear all the lyrics. But, Asia, thank you so much. It's been wonderful having you on the show. Congratulations on the new book. All the best with it and with the eventual new music that will accompany it. Thanks for being on Now Hear This Entertainment. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it. My pleasure. Listeners, that will do it for another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to songwriter, performer, vocal coach, and author Asia Million. Be sure to visit her official website at asiamillion.com. Remember, that's Asia like the continent, but then with an H at the end. Again, though, I will put a link to her website on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. 
Remember that she is all over social media, so engage with Asia online. Earlier today, I liked her Facebook page and I followed her on Twitter and Instagram, so I'm suggesting that you please do the same. Remember that Asia's book, Dreams, Love, and Music, Lifestyle Revised, The Soundtrack of My Life, is available for purchase through the likes of Amazon as well as barnesandnoble.com. Please keep up with Asia online for announcements regarding the new music that you heard her talking about that she will be releasing as a soundtrack to the book. And by the way, do tell Asia that you heard her and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment. Remember that Asia and I will have more conversation over in the bonus content that's only available exclusively through Patreon. There's already similar audio up there from the last nine months worth of guests. It's only five bucks and it's ad free and that's the only place you can get it. Go to the show website, nhte.net, hit the orange colored support us on Patreon button, and that will take you to where you can gain access to the exclusive content. Remember also, Asia's book, the upcoming Amazon Prime Days, October 13th and 14th, heck, Christmas shopping for that matter, scroll down on nhte.net to the tall Amazon banner to start all of your shopping through them that way so that they can kick back a small percentage of the sale to help me with all the expenses I have for doing this show every week for what has been more than six and a half years now. There is no extra cost to you for doing that. For now, that will do it for episode 348. Thanks ever so much for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Asia Million. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Her Story. This is her story. This is her story. Once upon a time, she was falling in love. And she started falling apart. She started falling apart. Entanglement explains the whole relationship. The X-Men takes and drains her. But the next man wakes and elevates her. Surface seeker. Ooh. Ooh.